somehow we say we're forgotten by everybody. We are left alone. But here we are as Armenians. Welcome to Baptist Without an Adjective, a podcast of Word and Way. I'm your host, Word and Way editor and president Brian Kaler. On this program, we'll hear from Baptists from across the denominational, ethnic, national, and ideological lines that too often divide us. At Word and Way, we've been informing and inspiring Baptists since 1896. Learn more about us at wordandway.org. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Ashatur Nahapekua. He's the General Secretary of the Union of Evangelical Christian Baptist Churches of Armenia. I was really glad to have the opportunity to talk to Ashatur. I was in Beirut, Lebanon at the end of September for a celebration of the Lebanese Society for Educational and Social Development. You can find reports from that gathering at our email newsletter, A Public Witness. Sign up today at publicwitness.wordandway.org. And it was a fantastic gathering to see what the Baptists in Lebanon have been doing. But another benefit of it was getting to meet Baptists from countries across the region and beyond. And I was particularly glad that Ashtor was there, that we could have this conversation, because Armenia right now is accepting a massive amount of refugees, but it's hardly getting any media coverage. They're coming in from the Nagorno-Karabakh region, which has been a disputed, contested area there by Armenia and neighboring Azerbaijan. It's been within the borders of Azerbaijan, but it's an ethnically Armenian area. After there was a war between Armenia and Azerbaijan that ended back in 1994, this region of Nagorno-Karabakh actually had its own disputed breakaway republic. There's been fighting that has broken out multiple times, particularly back in 2020, there was a significant war there in the area. But then this year, Azerbaijan has had a devastating blockade of the territory that has made it difficult for people to travel in or out or even to get food and goods that they need to survive. All of that got even worse in the middle of September when Azerbaijani forces attacked the region. And during the last week of September, out of the 120,000 people in Nagorno-Karabakh, more than 100,000 fled as refugees. Again, these are primarily ethnic Armenians, and they have been fleeing into Armenia. So that has created a massive humanitarian crisis, and yet it has received very little attention, particularly compared to the ongoing crisis caused by Russia's invasion last year of Ukraine, and then the newer outbreak of hostilities that has just erupted between Israel and Hamas in Gaza. As you'll hear him say in the conversation, Asator laments that his country and the Armenian refugees aren't receiving nearly the same amount of attention. And so I was glad to be able to help shine a little bit of a light on what's happening by recording this conversation. At the end, there's also a guest appearance from Babas World Alliance President Thomas Maki of Argentina. And so I hope that you will find this conversation to be informative about a crisis that perhaps you haven't heard about. And I hope it will be helpful in learning what Baptists are doing right there to help serve people in this incredible time of need and suffering. And so here's my conversation with Ashator Nahapekua of the Union of Evangelical Christian Baptist Churches of Armenia. All right, well, can you first introduce yourself and your role there in Armenia? I am 
General Secretary of Armenian Evangelical Christian Baptist Churches, which is a union of the churches. I'm also pastor of uh, Central Baptist Church in Yerevan. So my name is Asatur and my family name is Nahapetia. Well, before we talk about current events, I want to set the stage. So first of all, Armenia. For, for those of us in the United States that don't know where Armenia is and anything about Armenia, tell us about your country. So if you look to the map, you can see that Armenia right in the center. We are country between north of Iran, east of Turkey, west of Azerbaijan, and south of Russia and Georgia. So it's a crossroad for history. And Armenia, also known as the first nation, first kingdom, who adopted Christianity as a first state face in 301, which was 12 years earlier than Constantine you know, did with the Roman Empire. So this is why Armenia also four times mentioned in the Bible, but with other name, country of Ararat or land of Ararat or kingdom of Ararat. But in King James Version, in old one, twice mentioned not land of Ararat, but land of Armenia. <laughs> so this is why some readers, when they read the King James Version, they can find Armenia twice. And also twice uh, the mountains of Ararat, which is in uh, Armenia, and also other place which mentioned nations, and one of the nations was Ararat. So four times uh, Ararat or Armenia mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, that's exciting. And that, that long history of Christianity in, in your country. But at the same time, a lot of things have changed, obviously, culturally throughout the years. Mm -hmm. what's, what's Armenia like religiously today? Armenia was one of the 15 Soviet republics. When Soviet Union collapsed in 91, so Armenia became independent state. But when you go to the history, Armenia passed through genocides. As I mentioned, we were crossroad. And the biggest genocide what Armenians had, it was at the end of uh, existing of Ottoman Empire back in 1915 when they organized the Young Turks about one half million uh, killings of Armenians in Ottoman Empire. This is why we have Armenian diaspora worldwide. We have Armenians in the United States, almost 3 million. We have Armenians in Russia, same number in France, in Argentina, in other countries like Lebanon, Syria, Iran. Armenians are everywhere. If 3 million living in Armenia, one other 12, 15 million living outside of Armenia. So this is why Armenia it's now independent state, but for a long time, we didn't have any independent state. We lost uh, the Armenian kingdom in the 11th century, and only after collapse of two empires, Russian Empire and Ottoman Empire, Armenia could proclaim independence from 1918 to 1921, when Soviet communists again occupied Armenia for 70 years. So this is why Armenia now is a, a Christian country, nominally, uh, our church, state church, Armenian Apostolic Church, 
But as a Baptist, we are in Armenia over 200 years, and we are well uh, welcoming society, and we are part of our Armenian society. We do as Baptists what we can do. So this is why Armenia now is uh, in a situation which, unfortunately, uh, Armenians and I by myself also, because uh, traveling a lot internationally. I saw the reaction after you know uh, war in the Ukraine, you know, that all the world state, you know, next to Ukraine and help went to Ukraine and refugees were welcomed worldwide, you know. But in Armenian uh, situation, even we attacked by Azerbaijani, you know, and this clear this is ethnic cleansing in uh, Nagorno-Karabakh of 120,000 you know, civilians. Somehow we say we're forgotten by everybody. We are left alone. But here we are as Armenians. We are, we would like to have independent state. We would like to be recognized you know, by uh, worldwide you know, family. But unfortunately, the conflict between Turkey Azerbaijan, who are somehow pushing on Armenia by uh, wars, by economical embargoes, by blockades, by hate sometimes, and it's it's giving us a pain as a nation. You mentioned that Baptists have been there for 200 years, and that was going to be my next question was if you could tell us a bit about the Baptist community, churches that you have, how, how, how many Baptists are there, what is the Baptist community like in Armenia today? First Baptist in Armenia uh, appeared back in uh, 19th century beginning when Swiss missionaries from uh, Basel Mission came and served in the uh, region of uh, Artsakh, which is uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, where now the conflict is going on. They stayed in Nagorno-Karabakh region in uh, an established Ararat center. And, and this is why between 1820-1831, it was the beginning of the first uh, uh, pioneer ministry amongst Baptists. And they established Center Ararat. After that, first Baptist church was planted. And after that, Armenian, uh, Eastern Armenian Bible translation took place in 1896. Uh, so it's all was because of the Baptist movement was, was started 200 years ago. But, you know, again, genocide and occupation, as you know, the communist regime was atheistic regime. They fully, you know, killed the life of the church. And all the, you know, brothers and sisters in 1930s were put in prison. And the Baptist work, and not just Baptist work, mm -hmm. but even like a evangelical work or work of uh, Armenian state church was fully killed off, you know, they really uh, stopped all the activities of the churches. So only during the communist time of the Second World War, the communists gave us a little, you know, freedom to somehow restart. For almost like uh, 15 years, nothing happened between 1930 to 1945. But from 1945, when Second World War was ended, Armenian Baptists began to come together from the gulags where they put from the war. So already we, uh, under the communist uh, regime, uh, from 100 Baptists became 200 because of the pressure what we had. 
1991, when Soviet Union collapsed, we have, actually we had one Baptist church with only one ordained pastor. But today, after that, you know, first what we did, we reestablished, you know, our churches because we had already before the communist regime in 1920s in different cities, Baptist churches. So we went back and planted again these churches and praise be to God, now we are uh, a movement of 6,000 baptized believers. Wow. We have churches, you know, all over Armenia and even we had churches in Nagorno-Karabakh region in Artsakh. But unfortunately, because of these refugees coming and our Baptist brothers and sisters also left the region. So we had, you know, 200 baptized believers in Nagorno-Karabakh and we had three properties with the church building. So now it's everything gone. So people are coming to Armenia and buildings will be empty and it will be taken from us. So it's a painful part for the Baptist movement as well, because uh, as Baptists, we work hard to establish all that, you know, the churches in Nagorno-Karabakh, but we are losing. But in Armenia, still Baptist witness is strong. We have Baptist seminary. We have uh, different uh, programs in the Baptist Union. You know, we have uh, departments for children, for youth, and all these activities, you know, we uh, as Baptists, you know, actively uh, involved, especially in summer camps, in different, you know, programs. And now as refugees coming, we as Baptists will be uh, as much as possible helping uh, to take their needs, what they are going to have. And our goal is to somehow to transform our church buildings to the shelters for these people. So we already started with 20 buildings. So if it will be needed more, we can do more. We'll be right back with the rest of this conversation. But first, I want to remind you that you should subscribe to Warden Way's award-winning e-newsletter, A Public Witness. It will help you make sense of the world of faith, culture, and politics. Learn more and subscribe today at publicwitness.wardenway.org. And now, back to our conversation. So you, you mentioned already the, the refugee crisis has begun, the conflict. Mm -hmm. Baptists are welcoming mm -hmm. the refugees that are coming mm -hmm. into Armenia. And this is a lot for a, for a small community. And you all are welcoming them in. You know, we are part of the society. We have our brothers and sisters coming from there. You know, we have 200 baptized believers, but plus the family members, it's coming, you know, easily, you know, 800 people almost, you know, like because the kids and, you know, uh, family members who are not, you know, baptized and not members. So this way it will be a big number already, like for us to welcome just, you know, our brothers and sisters, which we have to, and plus, government asked us to welcome and take into our buildings. And three years ago, we had this experience when war escalated. Again, government asked us to take as much possible. And at that time, it was a smaller number of refugees. We took about 100 you know, families into our uh, buildings. So this is why we already uh, 
heads up experience of welcoming and we are going to and this is our task as Christians to meet these people unbelievers who lost their hope especially they feel alone and there's uh, this loneliness somehow will be covered by the face but we're going to pass to them so our work will be not just giving them daily bread but also giving this living hope in Christ Jesus so this is why we're ready and we're going to take this step because we're called for that this is our task this is our uh, heavenly call to be salt and light for the nation so this is what we're going to do and pray for us as we are going to do this that our brothers and sisters our Baptist uh, believers can be helpful and can be showing the love of Christ to be feet to be hands of Christ Jesus but it's it's inspiring work it's important work and you've mentioned several times the request that we pray and that we pray for the Baptist community there and for peace in Armenia and while we're hanging out here on a balcony in Beirut Lebanon having this conversation <laughs> Baptist for Alliance president Thomas Maki has just been listening in and so I'm going to ask him if he would close our conversation here with a prayer for you, for the Baptists in Armenia, and for peace in your country. Amen. Lord, Lord of peace, Lord of reconciliation, Lord of justice, Amen. Lord of love, we come to you, uh, yes, Lord, because we need you. And especially we think this afternoon here together, we think in terms of Armenia, mm. uh, that lovely people living in difficult situations, bless that people. Bless them in such a way that they feel your closeness to them, your help to them, your love for them. Bless Brother Asatul as a leader of the Baptist community there. Bless our churches there in such a way that they can be tools of your grace, showing different ways to do things in Armenia. And especially, Lord, since we are an international community, we want to be clear voices of them. Mm. We want to know your truth and the ways you want us to live with them mm. and through them also. Bless Father other countries, including those countries that must change the way they are doing relationship with others. Mm. We trust in you. We know that you are a God of hope, mm -hmm. and we need that hope to think in a different future. But we want to be participants of these opportunity of change things. Mm. So, being an international Baptist body, we want to express our love for them. Mm. And we want to be arms in your love, in your justice, through which you work peace in that part of the world mm. and around the world. We ask you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you both. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Baptist Without an Adjective. Share it with your friends on Facebook. If you'd like to give to support this program, we greatly appreciate it. And all you have to do at wordandway.org is hit the donate button. 
and whatever you give there will help support the production of this podcast, as well as our website and monthly magazine. If you have any comments or feedback to give about this program, you can send those to me at bkaler at wordandway.org. Thanks for listening.